Yo, what up? We are back with another episode of Big Ten Coast to Coast. Today, I'm running solo, no mad today, but I do have my guy Alex with me from Armchair Illini. What's up, man? What's up, man? Glad to be talking basketball with you. I know. I know. It's been a long time. Um, well, what are some, you know, some like really quick observations that, uh, that, like you had about this game? Yeah, so honestly, the team looked about how I expected. Um, I've always been on board with the fact that Illinois is going to be very talented, very different. Uh, This is the first time I wrote this in an article. This is the first time in five years that we haven't had either Io DeSumo or Kofi Coburn on the roster. So it's going to look a lot different. But then with that being said, it's a lot of young faces and it's going to take some time for things to gel for the Illini and I think they looked about how we thought they would yeah it's a division two school but um, you you saw guys get more comfortable as the game went on and I think that's how the season's gonna go Um, a lot of different you know new roles that need to be identified and things like that Um, and then outside shooting was definitely a concern for me going into the game and going into the season and that definitely played out to be true I think they shot about six for 34 from the three so about what I thought it would look like. Um, wasn't pretty in the first half for sure. Um, guys got more comfortable in the second half and you saw like a glimpse of what this athletic team can be. You know who who I think got, I think really got better today? Um, Dane Danger. Yeah, definitely. I think he got better throughout this game. Uh, you saw his first couple of touches. He was like- What do I do? Like. Right, right, right. It was like, like, hey, like, what's, like, okay, I got it. Now what? And when you're, when you're, when you are in a game, like, even though he's going through his progressions, it felt like he was going in slow motion, right? And I felt that he went from that, and then in the second half, I felt that he was just playing. You know, he wasn't thinking; he was just doing, and. Um, someone in the stream chat was talking about how, you know, Dane was Dane is someone who hasn't played basketball in what like two years. Yeah, like it's been a long time since he's played since he's played organized basketball, and I think for him to go out there and he played 16 minutes and felt like he played a little bit more than that, but go out there for 16 minutes and uh, being able to feel like being able to feel the court and be able to play an actual game and um you can't you can't replicate games in practice you just can't you know and um i thought i thought he got a lot better today yeah i definitely agree i think i was kind of researching him before the season started he's played a total of of nine college basketball minutes um and they were all last year coming off a broken foot i believe at baylor um and they were all in garbage time too so um this is pretty much his first organized basketball experience, you know, in front of a crowd, um, you know, in meaningful minutes, you know, during the middle of the game. So I think his first post touch, it was like, okay, do I pass it? Do I, do I face up? You know, he has so much in his bag. I feel like that, um, you know, trying to figure out how to hone all his skills and get it onto the court. I think you were saying that like guys can be superstars in drills and then when it comes to the game, you know, it's it's, it's a whole different animal. So mm-hmm. I think just more reps for him would be really, really beneficial. 
I do agree there. And, um, you know, outside of Dane, uh, you kind of saw what it looked like to have Coleman Hawkins play extended minutes at the five spot. Um, Coleman ended, ended up with 15 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, uh, two steals. Um, you saw him, you saw him play that, you know, like top of the run and jump, you know, using his length, his speed, his, his, uh, his agility, um, with him at the five, what was your first, like, what was your reaction to their style of play that looked more like, you know, old Illinois, pre-Kofi, Oklahoma State, Brad Underwood, Stephen F. Austin, Brad Underwood, more, we need to get after it because we don't have a seven-foot, 300-pound monster down low. Yeah, I think offensively it was interesting. They were playing a lot of five out. Um, they definitely did that last year um, in relief of Kofi, obviously because obviously Omar Payne wasn't really working out too well. So I think they played a lot of Col- Coleman at the five, especially down the stretch. Um, so that was interesting. I was really glad. I remember, you know, pre-Kofi when we were having our discussions, the uh, the good old spread offense elbow hit. Um, I was glad that didn't make an appearance because I was kind of worried that Brad would go back to it. Um, so I'm glad I didn't. I don't think I saw it tonight. Um, but I saw it once. I saw it once. Yeah, yeah. That 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 damn. It didn't go hit. well. I of course it did. Of course it did. It was a turnover. <laughs> it's so bad. You know, just throw that in the trash. But it was interesting to see defensively. Um, you know how much they full court pressed. Um, mm-hmm. They did it. I, I want to say a majority of the game, if not the entire game. Yeah, and it was. Yeah. It's it's interesting to see if that's what they're going to do. If they're going to go back to that whole deny the passing lanes, um, you know, speed you up. Are they going to do that full time? Are they going to kind of throw it in? Um, because they had so much success with that, um, you know, playing drop coverage with Kofi. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see how they sort of sprinkle it in or if it's something that they go through full time. But uh, it's just a different age of, of basketball, you know, playing five out on offense and then, you know, being able to, you know, speed guys up like Brad wants to do. Um, I hope yeah. it's more of a occasional thing as opposed to the whole time. That's just my opinion, but we'll see. I'm with you there. I do think that they need to uh, switch it up, especially when they get to Big Ten play, because Big Ten, because Big Ten teams, if you play over aggressive like that too much, um, the the Big Ten is very well coached. You know, they're going to hit you with counters, and they're going to be able to counter a lot of those aggressive defensive type of like concepts that you're trying to throw at them. And, you know, you don't want to be three on two, two on one against a Big Ten team because they're going to convert. They're not going to throw the ball out of bounds more times than not. They're either going to convert or get fouled almost every time. So I think switching it up, um, doing it the right way, you can't play reckless like you did at Stephen F. Austin, but you can you can heat some some of these teams up especially teams who you feel that you are quicker, more athletic than that you want to speed up. Some of these teams are going to want to, you know, you know when they play at Illinois, they're going to want to slow the game down. And the teams that want to slow the game down, one way to speed them up is to go at them full court, really make them work getting over that, that, um, that uh, half court line. Uh, they got what well, they got a, they, they got what like, two or three 10-second calls. They got some deflections. Um, Quincy 
outside of like the first four minutes, they were not comfortable. They, they had 25 turnovers. They were not comfortable. They were being sped up. And another thing that you won't see on the stat sheet is that they were forcing Quincy to start their offense around 35, 40 feet. When Quincy is playing and they're going through their sets, they're comfortable within 25 feet, passing, cutting, and screening. But Illinois' defense forced them out. So now they're having to have their offense be more extended. Now their timing is off because they're further out. They're not in the the same spots that like they've been conditioned to being in. And they, they got heated up today. And I think Illinois' length really bothered them. I think Coleman's length bothered them. Uh, Terrence, RJ, and I think Ty Rogers is your best defender. Best defender, and I think he could possibly be I know Coleman had 12 boards and Ty had nine, but he could possibly be your best rebounder as well, too. Yeah. At six. I agree with that. I mean, Ty had like nine rebounds in the span of 16 minutes, which is just unreal for a true freshman. (laughs) Yeah. I think the thing for him, man, if he can just make a shot, like Mm -hmm. he would be all league. Uh, you know, he had an open three in the corner. I think it hit like the side of the back. It didn't look good. Yeah. Um, yeah it didn't look good. That's the next his free throws game. didn't look good. Yeah. Yeah. For three and like none of them look good. Yeah. They, they looked really bad. There's like a hitch in his shot. It's, it's really yeah. Bad. Yeah. Um, but that's his next step. I'm just trying to, I think you compared him to like a six, six, two fifteen pound, 220 pound DeMonte Williams. I think that's pretty spot on. Um, I think, Ty will obviously have more off the dribble. Devontae's a better catch and shoot. Yeah. Um, but similar idea where it's just good rebounder. They're the enforcer, the blue guy. Um, so I'm excited to have him. In terms of the the pressure defense, I am a little bit worried um, because I do feel like Brad will definitely go a little bit overboard and play it too much. Yeah. Um, against a team like, let's say, like Purdue, who doesn't really have a true point card, mm-hmm. um, I think it could go well. But other Big Ten teams are going to figure that out. And we saw this year one, year two, where, you know, you're getting pulled from the basket, but then, like you said, you're either going to get fouled or you're going to get an open look. Um, yeah. So a little bit worried about that, but we'll see how he kind of sprinkles it. I do like him playing a majority of the game in that because now he has it on film because they haven't played this way in a, in a while. So it's one thing from, you know, coaching it in practice and then, actually seeing it on court. Now he can make tweaks. He can make adjustments. He could possibly put guys in different spots like, hey, hey, maybe we shouldn't have Coleman up here because he's getting too handsy. And the last thing we need is for Coleman to get a couple cheap fouls 94 feet away from the basket, right? So um, I think Coleman did a good job really showing his hands today up there. Uh, he, he did a really good job without fouling. He did a really good job really corralling really quick guards against against the sideline without getting blown by and getting traps right across half court. Um, he did a good job there. Uh, how did you feel? I felt RJ had a quiet – he had a quiet 15, but I feel like he's he's trying to find – like find his groove within the Illinois system. We know how good he can be, right? And I, and I think he does too. But 
like everybody has to buy into their role, right? And I think RJ has to be the one um, who is going to be able to score in multiple ways. And you kind of saw with his dunks, like how long he is, his wingspan, like the way that he had that one dunk, just like catch, drop step, and just went up and dunked it. I'm like, he just dunked that like like he was 6'9", and that was just easy. Surprises he didn't get a technical there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> get him out of here, Alex. Yeah, get him out of here. definitely. Don't but I think the big thing for him is kind of the same thing we were saying with Dane Danger. Like his first few touches, you could see him kind of thinking about it. Uh, because if you on paper, um, you know, he's third, fourth option behind Coleman, Terrence Shannon, you know, even Matthew Meyer to an extent. So just trying to pick his spots and pick his opportunities. Um, I think transitions where he's best at, um, obviously with his length and his athleticism, but um, just picking his spots and being able to, um, you know, kind of role identify like the rest of the team will be so huge for him. Cause like you said, he's got NBA written on him with his athleticism and, and, and his length. So yeah, that's also a really big, you know, question mark for me is how guys buy into their roles. Cause you got two guys, and Shannon and Meyer, who um, are obviously trying to make that next jump. You got mm-hmm. the freshmen trying to establish themselves. You know, you got Coleman. It's his third year. He's definitely going to try to, you know, make it seem like he's going to make a big jump too. So having RJ fit into all that is is really, really intriguing. But also, you know, hopefully that he doesn't overextend himself and, and, and take bad shots, you know? Yeah, and – and after watching this game, honestly, um, I can see Sky and RJ being a top, being top three options. Honestly, um, just with the way that Sky was able to control tempo, he was fast today. I thought he was fast, and I thought he was under control. Um, only had one turnover in in twenty nine minutes, which I thought was the most important stat. So he's able to not only control the ball, but as fast as he was playing, uh, he did make good decisions. So, you know, Sky was about two for eight from three. So he's pretty confident. He's pretty confident. So I think you could see a guy like Sky, a guy like RJ, be able to be one of the guys who are going to you know create for themselves more times than not. Terrence is still... Terrence is still a player who is super talented, but the way that he gets his points is off of other creators. And then out in transition. Like, that's that's where he kills. He was one of the best players in the country in transition and, um, and on-the-catch situations. So when he catches the ball, it's right into a shot where he catches it one hard dribble at the rim or catches it one or two hard dribbles pull up like that's where he's at his best when he's taking two or, when he's taking more than two dribbles his efficiency drops like tremendously so he's really good in those really quick hitter situations where i think sky and rj are, are going to be the ones who are going to be uh putting the ball on the on the deck a lot more um Question is is Meyer hurt? So is he hurt? He had like a, a back problem over the summer, and then someone asked Brad 
earlier this week if there's any limitation on him. Brad obviously said no because he's the right. king of cap. But I, I he didn't <laughs> look king of cap. <laughs> he really is. He really is. But I think there was some sort of back issue that was ailing him all summer. Um, the guy didn't look great. If I know it's one game, I know yeah. it's against a, you know it's an exhibition. I think there's something a little bit off with him. You know, he's not shooting the ball particularly well, even throughout the summer. Um, I think in the the secret scrimmage against Kansas, he had some trouble shooting the ball. Today he was 0 for 4 from 3. Um, so interested to see what – And he wasn't very active. Like, one thing about when he was no. at Baylor, like, he was really active. He wasn't very active tonight. Right. And then you see in some of the breakaways he had in Baylor, those are easy dunks. Uh, you know, he barely got up in that one. Maybe I'm a little low. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think there's something a little bit off with him. Um, I think it might be, you know, helpful to see if he came off the bench, um, if that would help him, because that's, that, that's something that really helped him two years ago when he was on the national championship team. Um, especially if they, cause you, if, if you, if you play Zach Eady, or Hunter Dickinson, you're going to want Dane at the five, I feel like. You're not going to want Coleman trying to hold his own against those guys. So I think, you know, possibly giving him Matt Meyer a look off the bench might be a pretty helpful look for him because he didn't look right, so to speak. And watching and watching Dane tonight. Uh, he's a big body. I don't know, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be able to play over 25, 26 minutes and then end in and then, intense game you know what i mean like you can maybe do that when you're just out here just going back and forth but like intense game where every possession matters um i'm not sure if he's going to be able to put up a lot of minutes like that um which even hurts even more because i talked to my guy down at us down at sunrise and he's talking about zachary perrin he's He's talking about him like, yo, like, Illinois needs that dude. <laughs> he needs that, Especially needs when that you dude. saw Lieb try to go out there and, yeah. that. They hey, Lieb had some good screens, bro. He had a good screen. Yeah, he had a nice the, assist. The brick wall. The nice assist. Um, we, do have a, we do have John John up here. John, what's up, man? What's up? I just got back from the game. How'd you like it? How's the atmosphere? It's honestly pretty great for a Quincy game. Yeah, the exhibitions, the exhibitions always have a decent turnout, surprisingly, even like back then. So that's that's cool you got to go. Um, but I just wanted to say I I personally don't think that I don't think Matt comes off the bench at all for this team. Because I think they're trying to you saw them press early and get up there and start defending. I think they're trying to switch everything. And if they bring Dane in, they're not gonna be able to do that. Yeah. Because they run a drop with Dane. Yeah, they've been yeah, yeah, they were switching one through five. I didn't like the way they were switching. They were doing lazy switch switches where it's just more pointing and just like loose, very, very loose, right? Um, when they play more disciplined teams, they're gonna need to they're gonna need to touch or get within like two or three feet on some of these switches, um, or they can get eaten alive. Yeah, the I completely it's, agree with that. I just don't think they're coming out with much energy. I think they look kind of bored, like like kind of like the feeling like, hey, like we're a lot better than this team. I think game. given like a better team and knowing they have to compete, they will. Um, we'll see that opening day. So, Yeah. But, but at the same time, like when you're Illinois, 
like you've you've hung a banner in back to back years, right? You wanted you won the Big Ten, you've won the Big Ten tournament. You're sick and tired of hearing about like the the second weekend, da, da, da. like now it's a now it's a like it's like you have an Illinois culture right now, like you can't afford to come out lethargic because you have to get better tonight, yeah. right? Getting better tonight and get better in at your next film. No, yeah. I completely, I completely agree. And I, we were pretty upset sitting there watching the energy early. There was like four turnovers, like stupid turnovers in the first three minutes. Yeah, I mean, the first 10 minutes were rough. I think more than anything, it's just worrisome because you play UCLA in about two weeks and it's like, oh God, you know, like the, it's a pretty substantial non-con that we have to be ready for off the, off the pick. So I think that's where some Illinois fans could end up worrying a little bit, especially with these kind of performances. Um, Cause you're going to play UCLA, you're going to play Baylor, um, you're going to play Syracuse in that janky ass zone. You know, so there's a lot that's coming at you in in a short amount. Of time. But then again, if you're if you're Illinois fans, I think I think Illinois fans should realize this team is completely different from last year's team. They haven't really played together. It might be weird at first because we have never really ran a like a one to five switch. It's gonna take some time. I think, exactly, I agree. Who are their shooters going to be? Um, I think it's I think it's got to be Sky. It's got to be RJ. It's got to be Terrence from a consistent standpoint. And then I think Meyer. Meyer's a pretty good shooter. I think, I think Coleman. He's been, very, he's been very streaky, though. But I'm, I'm just saying from a you need these guys consistently knocking down shots. I think Meyer is going to be a good enough shooter to get respect from teams. But I don't think he's somebody who you want out there shooting like four, five, six threes a game. Yeah, I think – yeah, yeah I, I agree. I mean, I mean, watching this team, I realized how much um, we're going to miss Luke Doty for the like beginning part of the season. But once he comes back, he's going to be a big-time shooter. Who doesn't play? Oh, uh, Sincere. But I don't think Sincere is going to be really in the lineup. Do you think? Do you, I think, do you think, I think, the I think there's a bigger role expected of Ty Rogers and RJ with Luke going out. Um, and then Matthew Meyer just has to be good. Uh, I think if Luke's there, you know, you can afford Matthew Meyer having nights like these, you know, where he's like two for seven, oh for four from three. But I think with Luke out, you can't have these kind of nights against legitimate, um, legitimate competition. I think shooter wise, um, I think Coleman's going to have either Coleman or Matt, you know, those two for sure. Yeah. And then Terrence and Sky. Um, those are the two guys. Um, Epps, I think the thing is, Epps is a good shooter, they say, but there's something about his release that doesn't, you know, I think I saw him his shot get blocked. Um, there's something about Epps' jump shot that I just don't really like for some reason. Really? <laughs> for I mean, some it, reason. it is pretty ugly, but like, look out there, like, it, it didn't look bad. It didn't look horrible. And I think from a shooting standpoint, like a three-point spacing, that's who uh, Luke Cody and Jay Nance are going to have to be competing Honestly, in that, if we that had, spot. I wish we had Grandison still, you know, because I think this team really just lacks that that one guy where it's like, okay, I know, I know exactly what I'm going to get tonight. Um, you know, that stabilizing factor, which is why I think Luke Cody was such a big loss because you kind of know exactly what you're going to get from him. Um, you know, and on the screen, 
they're saying, you know, you know you're getting 20 and 10 from Kofi. Um, I don't think there's that guy, you know, on a roster this year where you're like, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to get from this guy. And it's different because we've had such a reliable, you know, stable force of whether it's Kofi, Trent, DeMonte Williams, Io. It's totally different. Not saying that it can't be stable this year, but there's no stabilizing force. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost – it's almost going to be that thing where like you, you don't know who's going to be your who's going to be your guy. Like which wing is going to go off and when you have multiple talented wings, other teams have to pick and choose who they're going to put their better defenders on. So the one who gets the dud, like you've got to go ham sandwich. Like you got to be able to attack that matchup. Yeah, which is like going to your point about Terrence, like he's really good off the quick hitters and then if they're gonna run him in pick and rolls or half court offense. It still looks like that's a, that's that's gonna be an issue because he's he's really good in the quick hitters. I think that's what he needs to. Kind of... Yeah, yeah. Or just get him into leverage situations where he's coming off a handoff, getting downhill, um, some sort of like bad cut or like cut to the rim, uh, or just hit him in spot up. And now you have a guy closing out and just let him read like, hey, do I do I shoot this? My pump fake can go. Um, let me see. Have we hit? Have we hit everything? Hey, hey, I I loved what you just said right there because, um, Alex, you you were saying you think they're gonna put him in pick and roll more of a pick and roll. I think I see him on the weak side more than I see him actually in the pick and roll. Yeah, no, um, on the switch switch attack. Right, that's why I see him little opening to the lane. Yeah. yeah, but the good thing is, I mean, Sky looked great. I mean, his handles are tight, like. Especially on, I mean, watching it on stream, um, that guy's handles are. are he great. creates space real something. well. He creates space real well. Yeah, he looked, yeah. He looked, he looked good. He looked really healthy, and I think that was the, the most important part that he looked healthy. He didn't look like he like he had to hold back anything, right? Um, it's it's almost like it's almost like you didn't want to watch Sky, and it looked like what Meyer looked like tonight, right? Like where you see, like okay, where's the burst? Okay, where's that? Where's that next level? Right. I feel that you saw a healthy sky tonight, a, a very healthy sky, and that's that's probably the best news to come out of today, is that the point guard play is you know might have a couple of bumps, but I think honestly, with Sky, uh, Epps, and like even Ty, I think. I think you're you're gonna be okay there. I think you'll be okay there. Yeah, I think you made a good point too. I was listening to the stream where it's like, which are you more concerned about? You know, point guard or center? It's yeah. definitely center. I mean, Coleman is gonna have you know his hands full every single night, and I'm not sure if he's equipped to go against. I think he a TJD matchup is fine, but um, having him go against Hunter, Edie, and you know, Cliff Amorier, like that, that, that's a tough ask. Um, obviously, Coleman can, can hold his own, but I think the center position is definitely something, especially if Meyer's not 100%. Um, that's definitely a big concern for me. Yeah. Overall, though, I mean, I thought this was, outside of the first four minutes, uh, I thought it was a very good game for them. And for, for them to have, okay, so you had how many guys? You had one, you had nine guys playing over at least 13 minutes 
of those nine, I want to say that this was the, well, like seven of them. This was their first time playing together. And even with that, you had, you have RJ who was out a bit last year due to like, he was like sick for a while. Appendicitis. Yeah. So like he had appendicitis last year. Um, and then you have uh, who else? Then you have then you have Coleman, and and that's it, right? Pretty much. And Brandon Lee. That's but. it. You yeah, but Lee, what Lee had what eight minutes, <laughs> more or less. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, so the the guys in that top nine of the rotation, like one and a half of them are like re- returners. And it's also fitting that those one and a half led the, the team in scoring with 15 points apiece. And with that, the guys returning are returning to a team that is completely different and a completely new scheme. Yes. And everything is new. So everything is new for everybody. Everything is new for everybody. But I do like the fact that you have the guys who are like, even like, you can say Dane is quote-unquote returning because he was in the program all last year. Uh, between Dane, RJ, and Coleman, uh, they were it was like 16 for 25 from the field. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's not bad at and all. And RJ for, couldn't buy a basket to begin with. Yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't buy a basket. Yo, I think RJ is gonna. I think he's gonna break out this year. I think he's he's gonna turn turn into um, one of their main options uh, as as soon as they as soon as they they all buy into their roles. Because some of these guys think their role is one thing when it's really not. When whenever they buy in and they understand like where they fit on that you know pole of, hey, this is where you are. I think you're you're gonna see RJ as a top two option. I don't know if he's going to be one, but but I think he'll be top two. I think he'll be be top two. You can just see it. You can see it. You can see his size. You can see his length. You can see what he can do. And, you know, he's someone who's also getting his feet up under himself as well, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a brand-new role for everyone. And that's why I think the it's kind of like Michigan last year where once – everything kind of settles in, they'll be pretty good. But early on, you know, it's going to be pretty tough, especially with the non-con, um, especially playing UCLA or Baylor, you know, in the next couple of weeks. It's definitely going to be tough at first, but I think the more exposure he gets as hopefully the main option, you know. It starts out okay against Eastern and UMKC and then Monmouth. You know, those are you know three wins that – you kind of expect, and then it's right into the fire where you're one, two, three, four, five, six, six out of, six out of your next seven games are against are against high major teams. The only one that's not is Lindenwood. You got UCLA, and then you got the winner or loser of Baylor, Virginia. Then you got Hughes in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Then you go to Maryland. Um, then you play Texas, then you play Penn State, um, and then you get a bye game in Alabama A&M. But, um, but this team is going to be able to 
really find themselves over the course of those games. And like, even if you take some lumps there, that's going to just make you guys even better. Like once you get into actual, you know, like uh big time play, you know? And uh, I think the hardest part for uh, Brad Underwood here is trying to find like lineups that fit together, which we know he has lineup issues in general, but um, also offensively, like we know that like, we always want a team that just runs flow, like like flows nicely. We don't have to run that many like set plays. I think for this team, with all the talent and athleticism, you, we almost have to like have a structured plan at the beginning. Just get them like feeling right, feeling right, knowing they have to go, like knowing where the options are, and then slowly let them um, off the leash. Slowly let them off the leash, and then so that they know what to do. Yeah, yeah. just don't don't so, run that course. spread offense, please. For the love of God. <laughs> For someone who was at the game, John, for someone who was at the game, uh, what play what play did you hear the arena the absolute loudest? I'm proud to say um, right off the bat, RJ's alley-oop. Um, honestly, sincere steal and dunk. For this two, and then Sky Clark's first three. Those are the top three plays. How was it when Terrence had that that breakaway um, left-handed slam? Yeah, that that was big too. But I'd probably say those four. The the sky threes were were just insane. Also, the amount of sky jerseys I've seen already is (laughs) crazy. It's crazy. Fifty-five is such a trendy like jersey to go get to, though. I mean, this is like Luka Doncic in Dallas right now. That's what I'm seeing. (laughs) That was that was Eli Brooks's number, right? I think it was. I think it was. Was it? I don't know why I remember that. For some no, reason. I remember that too. I remember that too. Yeah. Oh, was it fifty-five? They got some similar game to be to be quite honest. Who? Brooks and you, Sky? Kind of. Kind of. Come on. Like no, no chance. No the chance. athleticism. I know I the think handle. Eli Brooks is more like is more like Trent than than like Sky is. I don't know. Sky is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't All right. That. If Sky Clark put in that sky hook, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the sky hook was uh, Xavier Simpson. Yeah, but still, it made me think about that real fast. All I'm saying is that for the NIL deal would go crazy. <laughs> uh, overall, John, what would you rate today's uh, game against uh, Quincy? Mm. As a spectator, watch everything from what you expected. Walk. I have really high expectations for this team. Going seven eight, but like you can see the potential. You can see the potential here. I like it. I like it. Cam, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Ben? How you doing, man? Hey, chilling. Chilling, straight chilling, watching the World Series, but just watch that game on that uh, gross uh, Big Ten uh, Plus. Should have uh, spent that ten dollars before I saw your stream. So pretty upset about that. That's but awesome. um, yeah, man, that was a it was a solid start to watch the season. It's great to see college basketball back. It's great to see a new look from the Illinois Fighting Illini first and foremost. Um, like John was saying, a lot of potential. Definitely a little worried about the three-point shooting, but it's first game. Can't get too uh, too upset with that. 
Meyer looked a little shaky. He was pretty sped up, felt like throughout the game, but um, overall saw some, you know, bright spots and Hawkins and um, Melendez. So excited to see this season. Yeah. Alex and me were talking earlier and, you know, when, when, when we brought up Meyer, it's almost like we felt that uh, he's, we don't think he's healthy is kind of what we're getting at. You don't think it's, he's health healthy. Like even if, you know, Brad says, Brad Underwood says that he's good to go, he's healthy and all that. Um, based off of the minutes played tonight, based off of what we saw, there's there's something lingering in there with him. And um, so like I'm kind of going to reserve judgment and kind of want to see like how, how he is over the next – It'll play a game again for another like eight or nine days. So like, uh, so we'll see him again against Eastern Illinois. But um, I think it is it's more imperative for him to be healthy, uh, probably enough for the Monmouth game. So you get one more before before you um, hit that tough stretch of uh, six of seven games against uh, uh, high major teams. But I don't know. I think you have to get him healthy. Prior, yeah. prior to Monmouth. Yeah, I'm going to go with what you're saying. I mean, he dealt with that back injury all summer. Um, he wasn't really going for the boards or, you know, flying in uh, into the lane like you saw even last year on Baylor. So I'm with you on that. Definitely needs to get healthy. And, yeah, I mean, this team's going to take a little while to gel. But um, you can tell we miss Luke Goody tonight. Um, but, yeah, man, it's a, you know – it's great to watch college basketball, like I said before. But definitely Meyer, he just needs to get healthy. You know, Brad's always capping about injuries. That's just... what I said. It's an alley cap. Hey, I'll tell you right now, though, Matt Meyer is a pretty relaxed guy. He lives in our apartment building. He walks around without shoes on all the time. Pretty That's relaxed. That's a high-key factor right there. unsolicited YouTube cam. As you guys know, y'all can always join up here and kind of hang out and, and talk hoops. And even if you agree or disagree, it doesn't matter. It's a safe space for everything. And um, I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks, Have a good man. one. Take, Take it easy. easy. Later.